You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. That's the shot. When you hear that music and you see that shot of the heroes, you know that victory, no matter how, how fierce the fighting, no matter how many losses you take, victory is on the way for our heroes. And you know, when someone, when someone in your life declares the name of Jesus... It doesn't matter how heavy the loss is. It doesn't matter how, how intense the fighting. Victory is on the way. And that's a, that's a completely different message than what I'm going to be speaking about. I'm going to be speaking about how we get to that point. Because, you know, when, when, we, when we get started, when we're, in a, when we're in a team, it doesn't necessarily always start that strong. You know, some people sometimes don't like each other. And um, if this is your first time here for our Marvel series at Centro, can I just say that you've missed out. There have been some incredible incredible messages so far. Last week was baptisms, and if you missed out on that one, make sure you get the podcast because it was an incredible message. Pastor Johnny gave a great word, so you can get that on our podcast. And our foundational scripture, scripture for this series is in John 15, 12 to 14, and it says this, This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. And that's what this movie, The Avengers, is about, is people laying down their lives for their friends, forming together, working together to achieve the victory. And if if I've never mentioned it up here, I'm pretty sure I have, I love sports. Uh, there was, it's always a great time in the horsey household. We'd all get together around the, around the TV and watch sport. We'd, you know, we'd watch tennis, we'd watch swimming, we'd watch football, we'd watch rugby. Mum, all of a sudden, every time State of Origin was on, would just become an expert in rugby league. We'd be like, you don't know the rules, Mum. Calm your farm right down. Like, she would be yelling at the TV, would be like, this is, this is ridiculous. And then when you go to an actual game, you go to see a live game, she'd be dead silent and she'd get mad at you for yelling. I'm like, mum, they can actually hear us now. They can't hear you when you're yelling at the TV at home. But, you know, we love, we love individual sports for the, for the you know, the, the pursuit, the, the individual strength, the finesse, the technical ability that they have. But one of the cool things that I love about team sports is just the strategy, teams working together, working off each other, learning how each other plays, getting the ball from one end of the field to the other. It's about strength and technical ability as well, but it's also just the strategy, how the team works together. And so this movie is about that. It follows the threat of this demigod called Loki, who wants to subjugate and take over the earth. And so there's this character called Nick Fury and he assembles all these heroes together, but not just the heroes, he assembles all their egos, he assembles their victories, he assembles their strengths, their weaknesses and their losses all together into one room. And you can imagine it was a, it was a terrible time because you know, when egos start to come into play, it can be really difficult to get any sort of outcome. And... He needs to, Nick Fury needs to work out, how do I get these heroes to work together? And in a sporting sense, I've always, what I've come to understand is that champion teams will always beat teams of champions, teams of individuals. You're only as, you know, the saying goes, you're only as strong as your weakest link. It doesn't matter if you've got a bunch of, bunch of pillars supporting a building. It doesn't matter how strong one of the pillars is. It matters how strong the pillars are collectively. 
And church is like this. We're in a community. It's not about how strong one of us is. It's all about how strong we are together with our strengths and our weaknesses. And we're all striving together for one goal. And that goal is this. It's found in Matthew 28, 19. And it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is our goal. Make disciples. Bring glory to God. You know, our, our job is to worship, is to praise the name of Jesus, is to give him the honour that he is worthy of. And significant things, this is a significant thing that we're building, are only built through community. But it also, not just help, community doesn't just help us achieve significant things, it also helps when we're going through tough times. It helps us overcome when we all get together. We, build, we don't just build each other up, for big moments, but we cover each other's weaknesses. And so my first point is this. It's the adventures fought for a common cause, not just against a common enemy. Let's watch this next clip. See, the enemy was Loki and the army that he was forming, but they all had different ideas about counteracting the threat. They had different ideas about how they should go about it. They're all pulling against the same enemy, pulling against the same darkness, so, but they were getting nowhere. They ended up fighting each other over how to fight the enemy. As the church, we are fighting the same enemy. That enemy is in Ephesians 6.12. For we don't wrestle with against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our enemy is the devil. It's plain and simple. It's principalities and powers. As a church, we have different ways of counteracting that threat, of counteracting that enemy. As a church, we support missionaries in Thailand, in Kazakhstan, in Georgia. We, we have a charity called Hannah's House that takes care of at-risk and homeless girls. We, we run things in the community. We run a bus from Collingwood Park that brings community kids to you so they can have an experience with Jesus. We run church on a Sunday so that people can come in from the community and have a moment where they can just be one-on-one with their saviour. There's so many different things, and we can fight over which way is the best way to go about, you know, fighting the enemy, but we don't exactly say those things as the ways we are fighting the enemy in our community. We say those things as the way we're honouring Jesus, as we're glorifying Jesus. We have the same cause. It's, it's not a common enemy, even though it is the same enemy. It's the one cause, to bring glory to God. There are no individual endeavours, but one thing that we're all following. So we're different people. We have different opinions. We're all attacking different ends of the same thing, pulling pulling in darkness in seemingly different ways, but all under one cause, which is to bring God glory, is to bring God joy, and is to bring him honour. See, when we think of it that way, it makes it easier to appreciate what others are doing. When we see others struggling, or if if they're doing well, or if they need a hand, we can say, hey, I don't completely understand what the heck you're doing, but I know that we're all going in the same direction. We're all serving the same God. I know where we're going and I can lift you up and I can lift you out. I know who we're glorifying. God is able to use you when you, know, when you realise that the person you're, who, who you're serving with, who you always sit next to at church, the people who have different opinions to you, who you think, oh, that, that uh, way you see the world is a little suspect sometimes, you know, we, you, when you see who, who they're following, who might have different opinions, but they're, 
they're not just trying to be a thorn in your side, that they're trying to glorify God just the same as you are. And so we, we need to come to this moment where we as a church realise we're all going in the same direction, warts and all. Like we're, there's differences, there's different opinions, but we're all in this together. And so point one was the Avengers serve the common cause, not just the common enemy. And the second point is called Catch the Little Foxes. So watch this clip. So Song of Solomon 2.15 says, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. And what that means is, don't let little things come in like foxes and run rampant through the good thing that God has started. Don't let little things come in and taint something good. So my dad used to tell me this story when he was playing over 30s at Raceview. There was a guy who, on his team who everybody on the opposition teams used to know. They knew him by name and they made a strategy. They said, we will go up to this guy at some point during the game, we'll say something about his mother, he'll react and then get himself sent off and then we'll play against 10 men. Now that's a terrible strategy. Don't do that because the person I'm about to compare that kind of strategy with will make you not want to do that anyway. But the point is this. The Avengers have a chink in the armour. Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. He's a genius. He knows all about the stuff they're trying to fight, but he has a major anger problem. When he gets angry, he turns green and can't control himself. And so the Avengers start having this argument that the Hulk is going to cause chaos. The Hulk is going to be something that makes them lose, that's going to make them unsuccessful in trying to stop Loki. And Loki knows this. All he thinks is, I just have to divide them. I just have to so discontent about the Hulk and there'll be division and I've won. It's as simple as that. He knows he can't win against all of them. They all have weakness, don't get me wrong, but they, but they focus on this one weakness of the Hulks. And there is an enemy that wants to divide us. He doesn't want us to utilise our strengths. He doesn't want us to be heroes in our community, working together. He wants us battling each other over our weaknesses. See, there's nothing to be scared of here, here because the enemy is defeated in Jesus' name. However, it's something to be aware of because you can give him power if you're not careful. You can give him power uh, if you choose to. He's not happy with your success. He'd rather you in isolation. He'd rather you on your own. So don't leave the team because of weakness in other people. Because no one's perfect, I don't know if you've noticed. There was one who was perfect, we crucified him. But we'll get back to him in a second. But if we specifically focus on the weaknesses of others, we'll start questioning what they're called to. We'll start questioning exactly the value they have to the team. See, the Avengers started to question the Hulk's value to the team. They, they were like, you're too dangerous to have on this mission. They created a cell for him to try and keep him contained. They disregard the entire reason he's even there, which was to be brain power, to be someone who knew what he was talking about. And if you can't see the call of someone because you can only see their weakness, take a step back and go back to that first point. We're all headed in the same direction. We're all headed towards the same goal. Every team is made up of people 
with weakness. Every community has people living with flaws. If not, well, your name's not Jesus, so you can calm down. So, and, I, and, and I see this in every day because in my relationship with my wife, I'm an introvert and Naomi is the extrovert. So it's great for me whenever we go out and we meet people and we hang out with people, I just get to sit there and look pretty and smile and nod. And Naomi does all the talking. And in another context, I know everything about geography and maps and I know what flags are what. Naomi doesn't really care about that kind of thing. It's a useless skill to have. I know, I'm aware. However, if she ever needs directions, I'm able to step in and be strong. I lift her up. And it's not even about Naomi learning about those things because she doesn't care, like I said. It's not about her getting strong in those areas. It's simply just my job to step in and be support, to be an option so that she, if she ever needs my help, I'm there to step in. It's very rare that that happens, but, yeah, you know, you've got to have the skills so that you can use them sometimes. And all of humanity had weakness. It's called sin. We couldn't sacrifice well enough, we couldn't perform well enough, we couldn't behave well enough to be able to lift people out of that weakness. But there was one who took the cross for us. Jesus stood in the gap. And if he can go to the cross, if he can die so that we don't have to be weak, then surely we can stand in the gap for other people. Surely we can step in when people struggle with things, when people struggle to talk to people, when, when people struggle in different situations. We can step in and be like, hey, I know that you're not completely comfortable, but I've been here before, I'm experienced, and I know what I'm doing. See, in my life, I stand in the gap for people because God did that for me. It says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I first stepped up to be a leader, there are a lot of things I was scared about. I hated calling people, which when you're a youth leader, you need to call people. You need to call people's parents, which freaked me out no end. I was just like, I was just basically just like, no, I won't do it. I shan't. It will, like, there's no way. And, you know, there was just things along the way, like, you know, talking to teenagers, I can't do that. You want me to stand on a stage and preach? There's no way. There's not a chance I can possibly do that. I've been insecure. There's been times where I've battled pride. There's been times where I just felt like, no, I'm just completely incapable. I'm completely useless. God has never let me get away with my excuses. He's never responded to my excuses. He's never said, you're right, you are useless. But all he is, is he's strong in my place. So now I, know, I, I love being weak. Because, I love being incapable because it means that God is always present in my life. It means that when I embrace things that I am weak in, there's no pressure on me. I don't have to perform well enough. I don't have to do well enough. It's all God. It's all God being capable. And if people think I can't, like I always thought I can't, I'm completely right. I can't do this, but only through the grace of God. The, spa- the space in the stage is God's. God just wants to be strong in your situation. So I just follow Jesus' lead. 
We let others be weak so that God can be strong in their life, so Jesus can stand in the gap for them. And we stand in the gaps that we can. Catch the foxes. Don't let those thoughts that people are incapable, that they, you know, they have all this weakness, swirl around in your mind because that's how teams implode. How can Jesus stand in the, in the gaps of weakness in people if we're constantly you know, going up to them and addressing it and saying, look, I sense there's a weakness in your life. You need to, you need to sort this out. And then they just put their walls of insecurity up. There's no way Jesus can move in that situation. Let Jesus do the work and let Jesus do the work on the weakness and let's encourage them to be strong. Let's encourage them that I can, be, I can stand in the gap in your situation. When I realised I had stupid little to do with my situation, I had nothing to do with my salvation, I had nothing to do with my calling, I just said, God, you can use me and he was just like, well, that's good. Here you go. Here's some difficult situations for you to stand in. It was all God. If I let God work through my weakness, then how about why can't we let others do the same? If there's a weakness in someone's life and, and you know that you can be strong in that situation, how about maybe you're called to that situation? If at your workplace you think everyone here is not capable of stepping up. Everyone here isn't a leader. Maybe it's your turn to be a leader. If you see a bunch of people struggling with a situation and they don't have the experience, they don't have the expertise, but you do, maybe step up, maybe step in. If you're frustrated about a particular situation, maybe you're the very person that can bring about real change. God doesn't give you strength for nothing. He didn't give you your gifts and abilities so that they can sit idle. If you see a situation where they're useful, step in. There's a book about this in the Bible. It's called Esther. And there's a king with a weakness that is, he listens to his advisor way too much and his advisor causes him to make this law that says, there's a day coming up where all the Jews will be killed. And there's a Jewish queen called Esther. Book's about it. should read it. It's great. And her uncle comes to her and says, look, there's a, she's like, there's, a, there's this weakness. That, like, we can't do anything here. We're, we're doomed. And her uncle was like, look, you're in the palace. What if you're there for such a time as this? What if you're there to cover the king's weakness? What if you're there to be strong in this situation? So maybe there's places in your... In, um, in your area of influence where you can be strong, where you can cover weakness, where you can not, not just keep bringing it up and saying this weakness exists, don't gossip, don't compare. There's a moment for you to be just strong in that situation. There's no room for gossip. Such and such said this, such and su- such did that. I'm better at this than other people. All that leads to is pride and insecurity. All that leads to is people not achieving everything that God has for them. Because you, if you're driving along in your car and you're constantly looking sideways at everybody else on the road and not focusing on where you're going, who the heck is watching the road? It's important to keep focusing on how God has gifted you, God has used you, and God is wanting to move in your life than to continuously go looking at other people and how they don't add up and how they're really struggling. And ultimately, 
What that leads to is this, and I'll get the band back up. Is it leads us to a situation where we can honour. If we're willing to not let you know, the weaknesses that people have dictate how we see them, then ultimately it leads us to a place where we can lift people up. I remember when I, when I first stepped into leadership, like I said, I was really struggling. There were times where I was like, I'm just, I'm just not cut out for this. This is just not something that I can do. And we had a salt class, and if you're fairly new to Centro, you wouldn't have heard what a salt class is. But it was where our senior pastor uh, cast vision into our service teams, and it was somewhere where we could come and all be together and all grow together. And I remember I was sitting about three rows back, and they, they do this part at the start where Pastor Mark comes up with a few blocks of chocolate and says, we're going to honour some people. And he says, we're going to honour Justin for his tribe leading for the grade nine tribe. And I was like, oh man, I'm the least deserving of that. I'm the least deserving. I've been struggling so much. There were so many other leaders I thought that deserved this block of chocolate. But that honour, seriously, where Pastor Brett said to Pastor Mark, you need to honour this guy, set me on a different trajectory. I could have been so focused on how I fell short, on how, you know, I was really struggling. And I would have missed out on the fact that God had called me. God had enabled me. God was with me while I led. And so one thing that we need to remember is that when we're, when we're serving with people with weakness, because we do every single day, when we're alongside people with weakness, we're called to be in community. I'll get to that a bit more in a second, but when we're with people with weakness, every single person has weakness, it's simply about seeing where we're going, but also seeing them how God sees them, seeing them how God looks at them. God doesn't look them as a mess up, God doesn't see them as useless. I'm sure I don't need to tell you good church folk about that. God sees them as called. God sees them as able. God knows that He's with them. And so it makes it so much easier. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's really easy to criticise and to say, you know, terrible things or you could do better at this or, oh, that person, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they made that mistake. Sometimes when they're undeserving, we just need to find an, a moment to honour them and say, this is what God's called them to be. This is where they're going in, in Jesus. This is, this is the calling of God on their life. And when we do that, that lifts them up and sets them on a course where we're all headed together. So we need to catch those foxes. We need to catch those thoughts and be a people that covers people's weakness. Honour when people are struggling. Honour when they're doing bad. Step into the gap and be Jesus in their situation. Also, if somebody's doing well and you don't honour, how about you honour them? They're not just deserving of honour when they're struggling, they're deserving of honour when they're doing well. 
And not only do we lift up those around us, we lift up God. When we honour each other, and we honour each other well, that glorifies God. Sometimes, it, sometimes I've found it really difficult, and maybe, maybe some people can relate, that when you go to honour someone, it can be very easy to concentrate on how they've wronged you, on how you thought you deserved that promotion, on how, how you know, they've struggled, how they have weakness. But when you honour there's a release. There's a release in heaven. You know, it says in the Bible, where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Where we're one, where we're one people, where we're pressing on towards the cause, however that looks, no matter how, how we struggle, no matter how we fall, if we stand in the gap for each other, we're a strong unit, we're a strong unit and God can bless where we're going. God can bless the trajectory that we're on. It says in John 3.30, that he must increase and I must decrease. He must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. Less of me, less comparison, less gossip, less criticism, less blame means more glory to God, means more honour, means a stronger community. And that's what, this, that's what the Avengers is all about. Is about one community. And then you get to that, that winning scene where victory is on the way. There's nothing that can stop him. When we work together, when we're on this course together, there is nothing that can stop the church. There is nothing that can stop Jesus from achieving what he wanted. And it's just our, it's just our task to do what it said at the start. Go into all the nations, baptise them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to pray, and we're going to close off. So with every head bowed, Heavenly Father, I just pray for this community. You didn't call us to do it alone. I know this past season, there's been a lot of times where we've been told to be isolated, where we've been told to distance, where we've been told to stay separated. But God, you didn't call us to be separate. You called us to be together. You, you created us to be in community. You called us to be one unit, to cover each other's weaknesses and to go forward in strength, to utilise where we're strong, to utilise our gifts for your glory. And so Lord, for every single person in this church, for every single person outside, I pray that you would, you would bless the, the direction that we're going. You'd bless the fact that we're still following you the fact that we're still going after you with everything that we have in one direction. There's a common cause. And Lord, I just pray for everyone that's felt isolated, that's felt on their own, that people would come into their world that would really galvanise what you've called them to be, that they would feel strength in community, they would feel strength in who you call them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast.